If you feel tired and unappreciated at work, you're tired of making just enough or less than enough to pay your bills and survive. If you have a passion and you feel called to purpose, to do something that is gonna make a good use of your gifts and talents, then sis, maybe it's time you mind your own business. Women of color will be the majority of all women in the United States by 2060. Potential to create great opportunities, change our communities, and grow happier families is in our hands. But not if we are living a life that is not fulfilling. Not if we are living a life where our gifts and talents are not being used for the purpose they were designed for. I, gotta hear him, man. I believe the best way for black women to make an impact on this world is to mind their own business, and here's why. We are very smart, but it does not translate into our pay. Say what now? According to the National Center for Education Statistics, between 2018 and 2019, black women made up 68% of associate's degrees, 66% of bachelor's degrees, 71% of master's degrees, and 65% of doctoral, medical, and dental degrees. While education may be soaring to new heights for black women across the United States, paid disparities continue to exist, even for those with the most impressive qualifications. Well, who are you telling? Based on median total income, women of color earn almost 80% of what men of color earn and just under 57% of what all men earn. Black women are more likely to be employed in sectors such as healthcare, education, and hospitality, all which pay lower in terms of wages. Even those who are working in high paying fields like physicians and surgeons are still feeling the burn of pay inequality. Black women also earn less than white women in most workplaces. When it comes to wealth, Urban.org released a report showing that both black women and white women made wealth gains in the past 25 years. In all the surveys, the average white woman had higher dollar amounts in 1989 and 2016. We face disadvantages that are driven by discrimination and let's not forget the glass ceiling which makes it difficult for us to be promoted or to advance in our careers. This is compounded by the intersectionality of gender which means that black women experience discrimination based on race and gender. According to intersectionality theory, discrimination is compounded for black women entrepreneurs because they experience biases from all angles. Black women entrepreneurs collectively experience gender and racial discrimination, which greatly impacts the magnitude in which they can build wealth, grow their businesses, and impact their communities. And let's not forget that black women in the corporate world are often forced to bottle up their emotions. I know that's right. So that they don't appear too black or too feminine. This emotional tax takes a toll on our mental and our physical health, and it prevents us from being our best selves at work. Entrepreneurship to the rescue. Many black women who work for predominantly white organizations may opt for entrepreneurship to avoid racial and gender discrimination, as well as obstacles to pay equity and advancement. Black women make the best entrepreneurs because their businesses create job opportunities in their local communities. Since black owned businesses are more likely to hire from their local community, it creates
creates increased economic opportunity for black residents who may otherwise be barred from participating in traditional labor markets. Private business ownership has significant implications on earnings and wealth inequality. However, black women are underrepresented in entrepreneurship. Don't get it twisted. Yes, we should have our own businesses, but the truth is, it is hard out here in these streets for black womenpreneurs. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the United States. But our businesses are not as successful because we lack the resources and the opportunities to build and run successful businesses. For example, the Harvard Business Review released a report sharing that 17% of black women were in the process of starting their business compared to just 10% of white women and 15% of white men. The reason why we are underrepresented is that only 3% continue to run successful businesses because we have little to no access to capital. Black women earn $24,000 average annual revenue. That's all? Compared to $124,000 annual average revenue for all women in business. Need a minute. And the types of businesses launched tend to be in crowded marketplaces with lower margins. Most businesses will fail within the first year due to a lack of resources, knowledge, and skills. Black women-led businesses fail at a higher percentage compared to any other group and make up less than 1% of business owners who still have an existing business after the first four years. Black women face many challenges as founders and CEOs, and a lack of financial support is at the top of the list. A LinkedIn article reports that 40% of black women entrepreneurs believe that having access to capital is the key to success in their business. Yet, only 19% have received funding. And those that do receive funding only receive 0.5% of the available capital. This leads most of us to self-fund our businesses with the already limited funds that we're getting in our jobs or through any other sources of revenue. Why are we doing this? Black women realize that this world is not positioned to meet our needs. So when it comes to black services, amenities, and products, a lot of black women entrepreneurs have made the decision to start businesses that cater to themselves and other black women. It is through entrepreneurship that black women are able to build solutions to the problems that affect their communities. Don't believe me? Just look at Madam C.J. Walker. In her report on black women entrepreneurs, understanding challenges and proposing policy for equitable change, Nana Young gives the perfect example of Madam Walker's impact on the community. Young shares that what earned Madam C.J. Walker her legacy was not just her financial accomplishments, but how she used her wealth for a larger social good. Through her business, she trained over 40,000 black women and men to be entrepreneurs while advocating for economic justice for black people, especially black women. Walker also supported communities by directly donating funds to institutions and organizations that were making an impact in the lives of black people. Walker is known for contributing the largest recorded single donation to black students at Tuskegee Institute to support the NAACP anti-lynching initiatives. The more Madam C.J. Walker's business and wealth grew, the more her community gained. Social impact can be a motivator to start a business because like Walker, a successful business afforded her the opportunity 
to uplift others. Walker's story shows that black women entrepreneurs that paved the way contributed greatly to the socioeconomic growth of black communities. Freeman and Milway state that each woman's economic success paved the way for her political voice and philanthropic power at a time when African-American women were fighting not only to obtain the women's vote and turn back Jim Crow laws, but also for recognition within their own business and their community. So here's how we win. Finding startup funding and mentorship remain some of the biggest hurdles that black female entrepreneurs must contend with. However, there are three foundational elements that must be true for all successful entrepreneurs. Business relationships, capital, and entrepreneurial skills. In Business News Daily, Simone Johnson shares some tips for black womenpreneurs by black womenpreneurs that fit within each of the three foundational elements for entrepreneurial success. When it comes to business relationships, Latonia Story, founder of LPS Consulting PR, stresses the importance of networking when it comes to seeking out new clients and mentors. She tells budding black women entrepreneurs not to be afraid to take chances and to reach out to people that they want to work with. Black women entrepreneurs can benefit from working with successful business owners, not just in helping them navigate the challenges of networking, but also in finding and receiving funding for their business. When it comes to capital, this first tip is more for the businesses that can help black women. I believe that one way that they can really help is to offer low cost or pro bono services, whether it's for accounting services or legal services, to black women owned businesses that are five years or younger. Tiffany Griffin is the co-founder and co-owner of Bright Black and she advises women to save their money before they start their business. This way, you're not reliant on investors who may require you to make changes to your core business. Brittany Winters, the founder and CEO of Upgrade Boutique, urges small business owners to make the most of the capital that they have and start small by selling products at an early stage in the business. This will help them to build their customer base and earn capital to fund the business. Jenna Hall, CEO of Leap Innovative Group, encourages black women to avoid underpricing your services. Don't do it. Research your market, know your worth, and stick to it. Janera Moore, founder of Moto Parts Nation, looks at research as an entrepreneurial skill that will help you to do the market research and identify communities that need help. My own entrepreneurial skills tip is to know your tech and where to invest. Too often we get caught up in the rush of using some new tool or application, but these need to be evaluated for use functionality, and the long term. You might be starting off on your own right now, but if you anticipate hiring one or two new team members in the short term, then signing on to platforms that offer you a deal for up to three team members might serve you better. If you are seeking more insights and information on starting your business, hit the subscribe button so you will receive a notification every time I upload new content. I also invite you to visit my blog at sandragabriel.com or if you're on the go, listen to the Sandra Gabriel blogcast on Spotify. Lastly, leave me a comment if you feel like you could benefit from a custom one-on-one -on -one consultation or to book a strategy call to get clear on your business goals and how to achieve them. I look forward to seeing you in the next video.